This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast. Episode number 38. In this episode, the moms chat about what they've been doing for the past two months, read some listener comments, and share two more day in the life of a homeschooler interviews. <laughs> I mean, where's my glasses? Mom, mom, mom. Can I have a drink? Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Mom, where are my shoes? Mom. Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit chat? 20 minutes, 16 seconds. And so what have you been up to since, oh, I don't know, the end of uh, October? <laughs> it was October. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'll just do a, do a brief rundown. Yes, we have been, we have, Becky and I have been so busy. We're, we're uh, hoping that that will change in the new year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in our defense, we did record an episode, but unfortunately, did. our program didn't like it and, and ate it or something. Yeah, it know. did. It did something funky with it where you couldn't listen to it. It was horrible. So, yeah. So we're trying again. Cross our fingers that it works this time. So here we are. Episode 38. Take two. Yeah. Take two, right? <laughs> so let's see. Well, one of the biggest things that happened to a, a, it that kind of changed our lives is that we found a kitten at the end of October, and this little guy just kind of won us over. So I know I've mentioned in previous episodes that we had to have our one of our cats put to sleep recently. So like, I think it was like two months after the fact or so, this little kitten shows up outside our house, hear him crying outside, and go outside and find him and uh um yeah he's just won his way into our hearts and uh, so we now have a kitten terrorizing our house which is why we didn't, <laughs> we didn't end up with christmas lights on our tree because we were afraid he was going to electrocute himself since he likes to climb the tree and chew on lights so <laughs> so we did finally decorate the tree like the day before christmas um i said don't put anything breakable on it because <laughs> he still climbs that darn thing we left the tree up for like a week and a half and he's still climbed that tree <laughs> we thought he'd get tired of it but anyway so that's fun he's he's gone through several name changes um i think we finally landed on alfie which you may recognize from doctor who mm -hmm. they call him alfie um also known as stormageddon dark lord of all yep so <laughs> the kids wanted that name badly so I, we finally talked adam into it so adam, <laughs> adam prefers to call him other names like rumpy and mr snoozy and you know weird names but I, I suppose that's true of all children. Exactly. <laughs> they all get animals and people alike. They all get nicknames. So, yes, he's a sweetheart. He's a manx. So he's um, he's. It, we keep thinking like when we first got him, we kept looking at him, thinking like like somebody didn't finish him. You know, like he wasn't <laughs> completed. He doesn't have a tail. So, anyway, so we have him now and. Let's see, we had a fun Halloween, as usual. We always have a blast going out with our friends trick-or-treating, including your kids, of course, your yes. family. That was fun. It's always fun going out as a gang. And my kids were, let's see, Maven was a feathered dinosaur, which she um, recycled her, um, what was it? It was a bird costume from last year. So she just took the mask and added a big old dinosaur face, paper mache mm -hmm. dinosaur face to it, and uh, made herself a feather dinosaur, and Tyrion used his uh, mad scientist costume from his party in the summer, so <laughs> that was nice. nice. Recycling costumes is always nice. 
Let's see, Maven has turned 13. That is, like, bizarre to me. I can't believe I have a teenager. <laughs> and yet, with the amount of angst going on around here, I can believe it. But <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> <laughs> We've been working up to that for a while anyway, so. But yeah, her birthday was the beginning of November, um, as was my husband's and mine. So now I'm now 43. Holy cow. <laughs> Which is bizarre to me. I dyed my hair brown again because the red, I got tired of the red always being faded and never was quite the right color. So <laughs> now, of course, the brown is fading too. I'm like, oh, got time to do that again. But, um, but it doesn't fade as much as the red, luckily. So. Right. I'll probably alternate between brown and red now at some point, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's just fun. Uh, we took a trip to Sacramento with uh, Amtrak on the Amtrak train. That was really fun. We don't very often get to get out of town, so that was fun. I was able to scrape up the funds for that. And my husband was able to take the day off, so it was really nice. Yay! We got a tour of Old Town Sacramento underground, so that was really cool. I learned a whole bunch of history about Sacramento that I wasn't aware of, and I lived there for six years and graduated college there. I mean, you'd think I'd know at least a little about that town, but I didn't know nothing. <laughs> I was like, I did not know that. <laughs> I'm listening to this guy. So it was very cool. Uh, let's see. Our ERCLC classes ended, which for those who don't know, that's our um, homeschool charter that we, Becky and I and our kids go to. Um, and so those uh, enrichment classes ended. So um, yes. we don't get to see our friends weekly anymore. So we set up a park day and now we get to see... Most of our friends, or at least some of our friends, um, weekly at park days. There are other park days, homeschool park days, that are um, organized locally, but we rarely go to them. I don't know as many people, and um, and my kids really like to hang out with their specific friends, so I had to arrange this one with our school friends so that with our homeschool friends, we're talking about it like it's school because it's not really school because we're still homeschoolers. So right, right. It's kind of weird when I keep talking about it like it's school. But, um, but yeah, so that's fun because we get to see my kids' closest friends, which is what we want. So um, let's see. Had a nice Thanksgiving. Nothing really to report on that. Just your typical Thanksgiving. Um, had a, oh, and then Maven's birthday party was after Thanksgiving, even though her birthday was November 4th. Um, we did it after Thanksgiving because I just wasn't getting my acting gear. But it turned <laughs> out successful. We had an origami-themed party, and that was really fun. Probably the cheapest birthday party I've thrown in a long time. So mm -hmm. she already had lots of origami paper and origami creations because she's always been obsessed with origami for many years now. So that was fun. She said she really enjoyed it. So it was successful. Um, happy that it's finally cold because when, <laughs> when I first wrote this in here, it had just gone from hot to cold. <laughs> So it's, it's still 60, cold. It's 64 <laughs> degrees today. So Yeah, but at night it gets of, cold. <laughs> yes, at night it does. But I think there are some of our listeners out there no, who, it's are, not cold who are holding the their sides yeah. and laughing. Because oh, I know. <laughs> oh, and I know because I used to live in New Jersey. So I remember sub-zero temperatures and that freezing rain and freeze. You know, I remember those days. So mm -hmm. I always tell my kids, I'm like, this isn't cold, guys. <laughs> but for Fresno, it's cold. So, well, 60s isn't cold, but it goes back and forth. It seems like it's been going back and forth between nice being really nice and warm during the day and then having some cold days sprinkled in here and there too so but yeah. when i wrote this in the show notes it had finally gotten cold and we were having a cold streak at that point so. right, right. <laughs> it was cold for a little while it was it was really cold for a while for it was like in the 40s for a while during the day which for fresno is really cold so everybody was like freaking out <laughs> and i'm going this is nice i can finally wear a thicker coat <laughs> So anyway, so that was nice, and we had a nice Christmas. Again, like Thanksgiving, not much to report on. It was just a typical, our typical Christmas. Um, had a nice time. My kids enjoyed 
spending time. We all enjoyed spending time with family and, of course, getting some nice things. Mm-hmm. And including my new headset that I'm working on right now. So I have a new um, gamer's headset. My husband got me a nice gamer's headset. I guess that's good quality because gamers like good quality headsets, I guess. I don't know. He seems to know what he's talking about. So <laughs> be able to, to hear very specifically when people are like sneaking up behind them and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to be able to whisper maybe. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how that would work. But yeah, chat- maybe. Well, my husband always plays while he's in a chat room with friends so much like my kids are always on skype with their friends when they're playing online right what is up with that (laughs) so other than that it's just been a pretty successful couple of months i've been um accomplishing a lot of things that that have been weighing me down for a while becky and i finally got rid of the our learning village lending library which was a lot of work but it was a non-profit um homeschool resource center which we technically still have the the nonprofit status for us. So we just have to figure out what we're going to do with it. <laughs> Becky and I are the only ones on the board right now. <laughs> Everybody else abandoned us. So we get to make all the decisions. I know. <laughs> so we were like, can't find anybody to help us with this lending library, which had actually grown quite large. Um, but we never really got it fully underway and nobody was really using it anyway. So we just sold all the stuff. And that was a lot of work getting the whole yard sale ready. But that, um, Oh, God, it's such a weight off my shoulders now that that's gone, and they've all gone to good homes. Yeah. So a <laughs> bunch of it went to the ERCLC library. That's feel really good about that. Mm-hmm. Just been doing lots of cleaning and organizing, all kinds of things in my life, both physical and emotional and whatnot. So just things are going better. I finally got a, the academic wall calendar from newyear.net. I know we've talked about it before. That's New Year spelled N-E-U, year.net. Um going to plug them again because I just love their calendar. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at it. It's a academic calendar and it's like poster size. So I can do the whole year at a glance. So now that the new year is coming up, I'm my plans for this coming week is to sit down and plot out the rest of the school year and see where we're at and see where we need to go still. So right. pretty cool. I'm excited. So Excellent. So that's pretty much, oh, and then I, uh, one of the things that I was going to mention also is that we've decided to kind of, I've decided to kind of slow down because I, <laughs> slow down, because I wasn't accomplishing things the way they were. I would just keep looking at the notes going, oh, didn't do that, didn't do that. Didn't <laughs> so do I'm, I'm going to make my lists of thing, of homeschool assignments and whatnot smaller so we're more likely to accomplish them. And then I had talked to our um, academic advisor to, um, about, possibly just doing one not one not only one subject because we do math all the time and language arts kind of folds into every other subject but instead of doing science and history all the time that I'm going to try doing like focus a whole month on science and then I focus a whole month on history or however the timing ends up because I just want to focus to get the whole book done because I'm so tired of ending the school year with not finishing a book right. so, so I'm like if I just focus on this one book I might actually be able to finish it and um and she's like, that might be a good idea for you. So, so that'd be cool. So we'll still be doing, I mean, social studies works into life anyway, and so does science. So it's not like we're not doing social studies, you know, but so we'll see how it works out. But we're going to do a, uh, an immersion in, a, in, in one t- subject. We're going to do a complete, you know, focus Fine. on that one subject and see how that goes. I'll report back and see how that goes. So another technique, another way of doing things. So we'll see. I think I'll probably constantly be changing, but you know, maybe this oh, will really? work. Oh, really? No. Always, always. <laughs> there is no constant except change. Yeah, well, and then, of course, the kids keep changing and growing and the levels keep changing. So, you know. Right. So if you're changing all the time, too, then just know that you're normal because I hear other people talking about it all the time, too. So Yep. <laughs> 
anyway, so that's what we've been up to. What have you guys been up to? Well, it's been a pretty quiet, actually, uh, period of time. I, originally, it says a few weeks here, but I think it's been a little longer than a few weeks. But <laughs> Like two months now, I think. Yeah, it, it has. Gosh. Um, mm. I have started working um, with Pandia Press. Um, some of our sharp-eyed um, followers on Facebook noticed that there are some crossover posts between um, Savvy Homeschool Moms and Pandia Press and asked about it. Um, yes, I am now um, taking care of Pandia Press's um, Facebook and Twitter account as well as their Pinterest and everything. So that's very, very cool. exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Always it. Always nice to make money. It is nice <laughs> to make money. And it's good to work with a company that you really believe in. Like, I really believe in Pandia Press's um, products like i love their curriculum we use it you use it it's fantastic so that makes it even better because you know it's fun to log on and and find new and interesting stuff to add because it's it's something i enjoy and and um i i would like to do that with other companies too i think it'd be a lot of fun oh yeah absolutely and you're updating our savvy homeschool moms social media more so yeah i am yes (laughs) because i wasn't on the ball with that at all (laughs) (laughs) so it's a win-win all the way around Absolutely. Um, let's see. I, as you mentioned, we had a great time at Halloween with all of our friends. Um, we um, were, what were we? We were um, Optimus Prime and a vampire princess again. We've been a vampire <laughs> princess for many, many years. And it's it's fine with me. I just recycle the same costume all, sure. over again yeah. as long as it keeps fitting or why not? Right. Yeah. And uh, we survived the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special. Yay! Um, yeah, that was good. Thanks to a friend of mine who let me um, crash her house. Uh, she has cable. And we let her, she let us crash in her house <laughs> for the birthday party. So I planned my entire birthday party around the 50th anniversary. And uh, then we also survived the Christmas special, which I think yeah. was actually harder than the 50th anniversary special <laughs> yeah. for me. Um, I don't like to do spoilers. Uh, I have a speak no spoilers policy, so I won't say. But I can't yeah. say that I sniffled quite a bit, and there was some uh-huh. tissue usage. But it was good. It was good. good, and that's the good thing. And the last, <laughs> the last two minutes just made my heart happy. Uh, and yep. I, I think I am gonna like twelve. I, I really do. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, we have been playing a lot of wor- uh, sight word games. Um, Jack is, is still working on um, learning his sight words. And so um, I was trying to find more interesting ways to learn sight words other than just like copying them on pieces of paper and stuff, which is kind of boring. So um, we've been playing hide and seek with the sight words flashcards. So I'll hide a bunch of them around the house and then I'll go, okay, go find me B. And he has to go run off. It gets him out of the seat. It gets him running around, which is always good because he always always is wiggly um and he's you know learning the sight words and um we've also got the starfall speedway now if anyone uses the starfall website you know there's a whole um section where you can you know buy things like uh, journals and things like that and back way back when i was teaching danielle to read i bought this starfall speedway which is a board game for on one side it's for learning letters and letter sounds and the other side it's for sight words and um it's been at the the learning village library for I don't know how, because <laughs> three, four, five years. Yeah, because I, I had this thought that if I donate these things to the library, then when I need them, I can just recheck them out. Right. It seemed, you know, reasonable nice at the time. <laughs> and um, so when we uh, went to um, to dismantle the library, I went ahead and took it back. And we've been playing that as well. And it's been tons and tons of fun. So I totally recommend the board game. And it's not very expensive. It was like seven or eight bucks when I bought it. It's been a while now, though. Um, especially if you use Starfall because it has the same characters. Like the, mm. there's character crossover between the website and the game itself. 
Cool. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Danny has been really super into origami since Maven's party. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> literally, my house is starting to look like that Doctor Who episode, The Power of Three. Oh, with the cubes. There's cubes all over my house. <laughs> I'm, I'm yes, in danger we did make being, cubes at the party. I'm in danger of being buried um, under all of the cubes. Um, oh, funny. <laughs> um, Let's see. We have been, we had just finished actually. When, I, when we wrote this originally, we were still in the middle of it, but we just finished, um, we've been studying the Mars rover missions. It sort mm-hmm. of started as like a weird thing. I, I, we had been reading history books. We always start our school day with reading. And um, we'd been reading history books. And I was really bored with history books. I don't want to read more history books. So I picked up this <laughs> book about the Mars rover, specifically Spirit and Curious. Uh, uh, spirit and opportunity. Curiosity had not uh, launched when this book was was written, mm-hmm. and so um, we read a chapter a day of that book, and it was all about um, the people that created the Mars rovers, about um, how they controlled the Mars rovers from here, how they you know got information back and forth, and all sorts of just really great background stuff about the the Mars rovers missions. And while I was reading, the kids built rovers out of Legos. We modeled the surface of Mars in dough. We drew pictures of what the Martians we would find would look like. All sorts of great, really super, super fun stuff. Nice. Yeah, it was so much fun. We had a great time with it. So I'm hoping to be able to um, to do that again. With a, I just got another book. It's um, Unusual Creatures, and it's all about like the weird animals out there, like platypuses that you know do, <laughs> you know that kind of thing. And yeah. um, it's got like one page about each animal. So I was thinking maybe we could start you know drawing our own crazy animals and stuff. It'd be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Jack turned eight, mm-hmm. um, and we had sort of a Minecraft party. It was very low key. Um, I, I designed um, creeper goodie bags for everybody, and um, got a interesting sharpie high drawing all of those. And <laughs> and um, and Jack got a bunch of Minecraft toys and stuff, and it was awesome. And you guys are here, and that was nice. Yeah, and I think the kids had fun. Yeah, I think so too. They seemed like they had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Oh, the kids got Kindle Fires for Christmas. That was a joint gift between um, my in-laws and uh, Dean and I for the children. And um, that's been really awesome. But I went ahead and stripped out all of my books off of the old Kindle keyboard that I had because I find the Kindle Fire is too, um, it's too busy of a place for her to read, for Danielle to read books on. You know, mm-hmm. like there's too much going on. So the keeping her books on the Kindle keyboard um, makes it a lot easier because when it's time for her to read, there's nothing else there. Literally, the Kindle keyboard has nothing else. Mm-hmm. Just no apps or anything. No apps or anything. No. Yeah. And it's a black and white screen and it's not touch screen or anything like that. So that's working better. And she has been jamming through books ever since I did that. I had I had tried doing it before, but my books were still on there. And um, a lot of them, were, <laughs> I mean, there was like, you know, Vonnegut on there and, and all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, I Barker, <laughs> stuff that she has business looking at. So now, right. now that I've stripped all of my books out of there, I, I feel really comfortable with her having it. But the bad thing is now she stays up super, super late reading, like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> she's still in there I'm... reading. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing i'm i'm still kind of trying to figure it out but she's sleeping later so i guess that's good um i spent an entire day last week cleaning and organizing our homeschool area it had gotten you know as it does you know (laughs) over time it had got uh, 
gotten kind of chaotic. And so um, I bagged up everything that's ready to go back to the charter. I have three of those green bags ready to go back. Um, I organized all of the incoming books that our educational coordinator gave us before we went on vacation. And I straightened up all the supply drawers. So we're all excited to get back to work. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm terribly excited to get back to work because this not having anything planned and scheduled is really driving me crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. And we have a giveaway announcement. I'm super excited to announce that Pandia Press has generously offered us 14 History Odyssey Timeline Packs Yay! for our listeners in celebration of 2014. Yay! Very cool. They are also currently offering them for a special online price of $29.99, which normally they're $45, so that's oh, a wow. really good savings. But um, you can win it from us. Yay! The History Odyssey timeline consists of four separate full-color timelines. Each one is approximately 11 inches high by about 5 feet long, and they cover ancient history, the Middle Ages, early modern, and modern times. They're designed to work with the History Odyssey curriculum, but can be easily used with any history curriculum, I'm sure. Tina and I both use our timelines and love them. Oh, yeah. Tina is blessed with way more wall space than I have, and she has all four of hers up. But I just put up the one that corresponds to our current time period that we're studying. Um, and you can see pictures of these um, history time of our history timelines up on our walls, as well as hear our review of the history timelines in episode number 22. Um, and it's a great way for kids to visualize the relationship between events and people in history. So, yay! Very cool. All of the information about how to enter is going to be available on our Facebook page under the giveaway tab, on the Pandia Press Facebook page under the giveaway tab, as well as in the show notes. So be sure you visit one of those three places to enter. Yay! Yes. Very cool. So, Tina, what have you guys been reading? Well, let's see. Um, I actually started listening to audiobooks again. Yay! I know. I actually have time for books when I when I do the audiobooks because audiobooks I can multitask. Yep. Uh, it's all about the multitasking. <laughs> so I actually, since we last spoke, have finished the entire trilogy of The Hunger Games, Woo! which was really excellent reading, although yes. not certainly not happy reading, but <laughs> it was very good reading. Um, I also recently stumbled across, again, um, The 4-Hour Workweek, which is a book that I had been meaning to listen to for a while, and... So I listened to that recently as well, which is also a good book, although I don't agree with everything he says in the book. He's got especially the whole part about automating everything in your life. It's a little extreme, I think. But <laughs> or particularly he was speaking about business, but he actually automated things in his life even. Um, wow. So, I mean, there's certain things, of course, that it would be good for, but, you know. Anyway, so <laughs> but there was a lot of real jewels of of information in there, I thought. Um, so I've been taking notes and listening to like the first CD in particular, I thought was really good. After that, it was hit or miss. There was parts that I liked and parts I didn't. So, but that was another thing that I read myself, um, or listened to. And Maven, um, finished The Dragons of Ordinary Farm by Tad Williams. Mm -hmm. And then she moved on to the Witch and Wizard series by James Patterson, which is something she actually had read before. Um, she owns the first two books and, um, she decided she wanted to check out the third book from the library, so but but she had been so long since she'd read the first two, she's starting first she wanted to read the first two books again. So she was part of the way into the second book, I think, when Christmas hit and um I don't think she's finished the second book yet. And then for Christmas she got the third book as one of her gifts. So <laughs> now she's got the entire Witch and Wizard series and so um 
hopefully that'll be something that she'll be enjoying for a little while. Um, and then Tyr, he finished um, The Adventures of Old Mr. Toad by Thornton Burgess. And then he started The Adventures of Reddy Fox by the same author. Um, he hasn't been doing a whole lot of reading, so that was pretty much it for him. Um, and together, at bedtime, we read, um, and we finish the um, Septimus Heap series, which the last book is called Fire, which is spelled F-Y-R-E, um, by Angie Sage. And it was excellent, excellent book and great ending to a great series. Very sad that the books, I mean, that the series is over now, but it was, it was a good series, definitely. And I had heard, I've heard a rumor that she's supposed to be doing some kind of a spin-off series <laughs> from, from that, from the Septimus storyline. So we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. Um, and then we read Ivy's Ever After by Don Laramore, which is a really great girl power book, but of course, you know, it's good for girls and boys, mm. but a princess who gets locked in a, in a tower, um, guarded by a dragon and supposed to be rescued by a prince and she doesn't want to have anything to do with that storyline. She decides she's going to break out and she in the process ends up making friends with the dragon and takes off on her own adventures with the dragon. Awesome. <laughs> it's very cool. It's a very good story. Maven um, had read it before. She actually owns that book too. It was a gift to her from somebody. And um, she said when we were looking for, after we finished the Septimus Heap series, she was looking for um, or I was looking for a book to read, and she said, why don't you read this? Tyrion hasn't heard this. It was really, really good. We liked it. Mm-hmm. And then we moved on to the second book in Chris Colfer's um, Land of Stories series. He is, he is um, if anybody here watches Glee, he is um, Kurt, Kurt Hummel on Glee. And he's actually also a local. He's from Clovis, which is basically a suburb of Fresno. But don't tell them that. <laughs> 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 they would argue loudly, but it pretty much is Fresno. <laughs> so he's a local and, and, uh, and he's a cutie pie. So I heard that he was writing young adult books now. I think he's only had the two so far. And, uh, we had already read the first one, which we really liked, and I had found out the second one came out. So we're working our way through that one right now. It's really good. And um, also, I wanted to share that I found a way to get my kids more into library trips. For some reason, my kids are not particularly into taking trips to the library. Very foreign to me, bizarre. But um, yeah, they like reading books, and they like me getting them books, but they're not really into the, into the actual trip. So I actually found a couple of books on some the Dewey Decimal System to get some education in, into it. And um, we watched a couple of interesting videos on YouTube about the Dewey Decimal System, and then I gave them a card that had books that I wanted them to check out from the library, which were sp- subjects, not specific titles. So I wanted them each to get a biography, a, hi- a book on history, uh, some kind of a historical book, um, a craft book, uh, two picture books, one chapter book, and two animal books. And so I figured I'll switch that out every visit we'll probably do something different and maybe we'll always have one or two of those, but maybe we'll swap out the other subjects and that way they're finding out where things are in the library. And we got to look at the numbers on the, you know, since we learned about the duty decimal system, we made it a whole kind of educational thing <laughs> and it made them more interested in um, finding books on their own because they were looking for a specific subject. And I asked them to pick something that they would actually read versus just kind of thumb through. So, um, so, you know, rather than pick something that might, be too, kind of long if they wanted to get a picture book. I'm totally okay with that because there's lots of great nonfiction picture books out there. Mm-hmm. So Maven found one that was really cute. It's um, Albert. I think it was was it Albert Einstein or I was thinking it was Dr. Seuss, but now I'm thinking about it. it might have been Albert Einstein actually. <laughs> <laughs> I 
have to look up the title, but she got this really cute picture book, which was a biography. Um, and then, um, found some really cool craft book that, of course, she's actually put to use already for making Christmas gifts. <laughs> so that was really cool. So anyway, that was really fun, and they found, um, a little bit more interest in the, in the, our library visit that time. So I'm going to keep trying this and see how it goes. That is awesome. I, I should do something like that, but I need to do it with fiction books because my kids don't read yeah. fiction. So. <laughs> yeah, a way to make it fun to go pick out books, you know, like this is what they, I mean, I've got fiction and nonfiction both in there, but um, yeah, whatever works to try and encourage that whatever it is that they're lacking in. <laughs> yeah, we literally have 45 books out of the library right now, and there are there's one fiction book that the kids checked out. Oh. <laughs> that was, that's the... the the um, warrior cat. Other than that, there's no fiction. It's right. all it's all nonfiction. <laughs> so, what have you guys been reading? A lot of nonfiction. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Um, as I said before, um, I cleaned out my Kindle keyboard for Danielle. So she has been reading um, the Warrior Cat series, and she has moved on to the second series because it's it's a one big series that's broken up into lots of smaller series. Yeah. Uh, so she's on the New Prophecy now, book three, which is called Dawn. And um, <clears throat> prior to the Christmas vacation, when we all got lazy and didn't do anything, um, yeah. she was she was literally plowing through a book every two days or so. So that's really awesome. Mm. And um, Jack has been reading a bunch of Lego books. Um, he got a bunch of new ones for his birthday and for Christmas. Thank you, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> and also my mom, she got him one too. So um, he's been um, reading a lot of uh, Lego books. And, and the one that he got from um, his grandmother, it's um, how to build stuff. So it's like you take all of your random Legos and you mm -hmm. can build like all sorts of really awesome things with it. And he got the, the wheels kit. You know, the big wheels, oh, yeah. uh, educational awesome. pack for Christmas. So he's mm -hmm. got, you know, like 24 sets of axles now or something. So yeah. he can build lots and lots of cars. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. And I've been reading a bunch of stuff. But um, the ones that stand out or the, this book is full of spiders by David Wong, <laughs> which is the sequel to John Dies at the End, also by <laughs> David Wong. Um, again, not something I would recommend for you, Tina, because it is a <laughs> horror book, yeah. but it's a really funny one. So if you liked, say, Cabin in the Woods, um, you would like this series. It's really, um, it's funny. Like this specific book, it's written in the first person and there are three main characters, John, David, and Molly. And Molly is a dog. And <laughs> the best chapters were the ones that were, that were Molly's point of view, I have to say. <laughs> it's really funny reading what the dog is thinking. That's funny. And then um, Danielle is reading The Witch of Blackbird Pond for her language arts. And um, the first chapter of it sounded so interesting that I went ahead and read it. I don't normally read the books that she's reading. Mm -hmm. um, but I read it in about, and I read it about three hours. It was a pretty quick read. But it's a really good book. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Puritans, Quakers, <laughs> witchcraft trials. It's all very yeah, interesting. It is. And, and then um, to, together we read uh, The Mighty Mars Rovers, which is the book I talked about earlier that encouraged us or inspired us to do all those great Mars Rovers projects. Um, it's a great book, um, lots of really, really great pictures and um, lots of great information about um, spirit and opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, as I said, uh, curiosity hadn't even been built by the, when this book was written. So um, nothing about curiosity in there, but um, spirit and opportunity. And um, we are still trying to get through Harry Potter and the Order of the <laughs> Phoenix um, because it's Christmas vacation and we don't really go anywhere. And so, and we only listen to audiobooks in the car 
we've tried, you know, like sitting around the table and listening to it. It just doesn't work quite as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I just have to keep renewing it every time it, it expires at the library. <laughs> <laughs> Renew it. Um, but we're, we're getting there. We finally made it back to Hogwarts. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and, and they just introduced Luna, who's my favorite character. Oh, I love Luna. <laughs> yeah. So we just met Luna Lovegood. and, and uh, The and actress I- who played her was awesome. She was, and if you ever get a chance, read about her backstory, because her backstory is really, really yeah, good. Yeah, I think you mentioned that before. That sounds really interesting. I have. have to check that I actually, out. I found a corrected version. I was under the mistaken impression that J.K. Rowling told her, if you kick the um, anorexia, I will give you the part, and that's not actually what happened. I found out she had been writing back and forth to J.K. Rowling for quite a while about the books and how they inspired her inspired her and she kicked the anorexia on her own and went and and auditioned with a bunch of other girls for Mm -hmm. the part and she got the part and then when jk rowling was looking over the list of the actors she recognized the name and then that was how they got put together that the girl who got uh, cast as luna was this girl who had had anorexia and who had been corresponding with her oh wow right cool how awesome is that it's like that is cool like the best backstory ever for an actress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so that's about it for us for books right at the moment. As I've said a million times, I'm terrible at keeping track. So we've read other <laughs> things, but who knows what they were. Um, uh, yeah. And now we'd like to give some time to our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. So, Tina, tell me about your link for this week. Well, let's see. So this week, it's not an actual specific website. It's a link on the Scholastic website. Um, looks like it's the teacher's side of the Scholastic website. And it's called Using Lego to Build Math Concepts. Awesome. And I stumbled across this recently. Um, I think my sister-in-law actually originally linked about, about it on Facebook or something. Um, but anyway, it's really cool. It's um, this short little article it's not super short, actually. It's kind of long. <laughs> that has um, specific techniques and pictures on how to use Lego to do math, which I thought was really, really cool. Talking about, like, parts and totals and um, and building square numbers. They have, like, 2 by 2 and 3 by 3 and they show, like, with Legos building those square numbers. And Anyway, and, oh, the fraction part I thought was the, the coolest, because really, if you think about it, it makes sense. You could build with lego and then have like a third because if you build with the exact same size pieces then you've got you can easily demonstrate a third a fourth an eighth whatever you know whatever sizes you did so they have that on there and they talk about how to do it and they even have some um looks like some uh like forms that you can fill out as well that you could use in your teaching so that's pretty cool um and then they have some different tips and tricks and yeah so anyway that link will be in the show notes and i thought it was a pretty cool article that i wanted to share Awesome. 
Well, mine is, it's still going back, we're still obsessed with Mars rovers. Um, <laughs> my link is actually called the Mars Exploration Rovers, and it is the NASA website that um, has all the information about the rovers. So, um, the it has areas for kids, for students, for educators. It has pages you can print off. It has this little bar, a little box on the side that is the rover status, and it literally gives you the status for both of the rovers um, right at right at this exact moment. Which Spirit um, Spirit is is dead. Um, it can, it yeah, no longer the position it's in. It no longer can get enough sunshine in order to power back up. And so it says, spirit remains silent. And then opportunity, um, opportunity, okay, so they were supposed to go to Mars for three months. Mm-hmm. And opportunity has been there for 10 years. Oh. I, th- I think 10 years. It, it, it's been there a very, very, very much longer than it was ever expected to, to continue yeah. going. And um, it's, it says, uh, communications are slow but expected to re- return to normal this week, which tells me that probably opportunity is also in a position where um, it's not getting enough sun. Because that's that's the whole thing is they have to be able to get enough sun to recharge the batteries to be able to do stuff, oh. um, but it's um, and it has all sorts of great information about how they were built and what they do and what they found and pictures and and coloring pages and all sorts of fantastic stuff about the uh, Mars rovers anything and everything you would want to know about the Mars rovers um, oh. and it's. Um, the Jet Propulsion Laboratories here in California is the one that, that maintains the website, and that's where the Mars Rover's uh, headquarters are. That's where they, you know, do all the uh, sending of signals and receiving of signals and everything right here in California, which is kind of awesome. Hmm. And, um, yeah, so I highly recommend it uh, if you are interested in Mars Rovers at all, as, long as, as well as the book that I uh, mentioned earlier. Both are just great resources. Cool. And then, I don't know about everyone else's kids, but my kids really took off, really were excited about studying the, the rovers. Neat. Yeah. So now we're going to do a little listener recognition. Um, first off, we wanted to thank everyone for entering our Homeschool Helper app giveaway. This was, what, two months ago now? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we hadn't talked to you guys since then. So we got lots and lots of great comments about what planners or lack of planners are used by our listeners. And we'd like to congratulate Stacy, who won, by leaving a comment on her blog. And this is what she said. I've been using my homework for the past year. I like that I can enter all the information on my computer and it syncs to my son's iPad. Actually, that's the biggest pro for me as I need my big screen and keyboard. Using the little iPad is frustrating for me. The major con is that it is that lessons aren't kept in history. Um, so I want to look at something we did. So if I want to look at something we did four months ago, I can't. I've been looking at other options, but not having that web-based interface slash sync option puts me off. However, that said, I may need to just suck it up and learn to type on the mini as I want and need to be able to see past lessons. Oh, and my five-year-old daughter got a ukulele last Christmas, and no one knows how to play it. I'll have to pick up that book now. Thanks for the podcast. The book she was talking about was Ukulele for Dummies. Yes. I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. Um, we got a wonderful email from Shelly Ryan. Um, the subject was a word of encouragement. It says, I feel you guys slipping away. I understand how life and homeschooling can get in the way of putting together the podcast, and no one could blame you. That being said, I just wanted to send you guys a bit of encouragement. I love your show. This year, I decided to homeschool my son because I started listening to you two, and you made me believe that it was possible. 
Earlier this year, I was listening to the one about music and thought you guys must have put so much work into finding all of those resources and putting them together that I couldn't imagine how you did it all. The content was amazing. I have been waiting for another podcast and have grown worried that after your last post with the technical snafu that you guys might be discouraged and consider letting it, us, go. I really, really hope not. Could there be a way of getting... The way to keep it going and make it easier for you. We don't need those densely packed researched episodes. Banter is great. Interviews are great. Discussions about hop topics are great. Stories about the challenges you have in your own home is wonderful to us. You don't have to be everything. Just be. Anyways, I'm really hoping that you guys can find a way to keep going. You are so needed and loved. Sincerely, Shelley, a homeschooling mom, among other things. Oh, we're not was... going anywhere. No, <laughs> that not... was so sweet. It Shelley. really was. It, it made me tear up when I read it the first time. I was like, oh, my gosh. But I, it's so exciting to know that we encouraged you to homeschool your son. That's oh, just yeah. fantastic. I'm, I, I, okay, I'm going to start cheering. I can, I can <laughs> <stop now. laughs> yeah, I mean, I, when I read that, I was just like, oh, I hate that you guys are thinking that of us because I know that it's so common with other podcasts that they just they start podcasting less and less and less and then they do what they call pod fade and they disappear. But that's that's not what we're intending. And in fact, Becky and I have been talking about New Year's resolution to get on the ball to record more often. It's just, you know, life gets in the way, as you guys well know, as as fellow homeschoolers. It's crazy. Yep. <laughs> so, so busy. And yes, we do put a lot of work into our episodes. I just don't think that we could do it otherwise because that's just who we are, right, Becky? <laughs> it really is. Uh, we're, we're big on research. We're big on, on, on lots of info. So, and we're the only podcast that does it like this too. So we know you guys need us because we need this kind of a podcast. So that's why we created it because we wanted something like this. So we're not going anywhere and we are going to try so much harder to do it more frequently. So rather than tell you what our plans are, let's just do it and we'll try it and you'll see. Exactly. (laughs) We're going to just keep keep at it, but we're not going anywhere. We have no plans. We are not discouraged by any means. There's no, I have not felt any discouragement. I don't know about you, Becky. I have not either. I literally, the only reason why we're not doing this on an every week basis is because we also, you know, have to like teach our kids and stuff. Yeah. And the house, you know, we can't Feed let it fall families. apart. And yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just time. That's all it is. It's time. There's no, we haven't lost the spark. We haven't lost the interest. We haven't lost the desire. It's all, we still have the fire and we still fully enjoy doing these episodes. It's just a matter of sitting down and doing it exactly so we're gonna try harder <laughs> we promise <laughs> <laughs> so let's see from itunes uh we heard from somebody named mary bright uh she says wish they were my next door neighbors <laughs> i am not currently homeschooling but have in the past and hope to continue in the future if i had discovered this before i put my kids in public school i might have stuck it out that's so sweet Being from the Bible Belt, where most homeschoolers are mostly right-wing conservative Christian, it is refreshing to hear from people that are more like me who are homeschooling. But religious homeschoolers won't find anything offensive here either. I love the chatty part at the beginning because it's like having coffee with your best friend. The second part of the show is the meat of the show and is often very informative. Yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mary Bright. Thank you. That was very nice. And then from Facebook... We got a message from God's little fly baby, who I assume is a fly lady follower. Yeah, I assume. <laughs> it says, hi, ladies, a Christian homeschooling mom here. Love your podcast. Would love to hear more day in the life of, homes- day in the life of homeschooler interviews. It's been fun listening. Thanks. Well, God's little fly well. baby, your wish <laughs> is our command. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so we have today, we are actually going to play for you the last two that we have so far recorded, um, Day in Life interviews. We have Amy and we have Anna, um, and they are going to tell us what their days are like. So take it away. So we'd like to thank Amy for joining us today for our Day in the Life interviews. Hi, Amy. Hi. Hi. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about your family, your children, ages, grades, and where you live? Yes. Um, so we live in the Savannah, Georgia area. I have two kids. My daughter is nine. She'll be 10 in November, and she is going into fourth grade. And we've been homeschooling since first grade. And my son just turned six a couple days ago, and he he is going into first grade. Um, but we're a little unusual because he actually goes to public school for now. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he'll be in first grade this year. He starts Monday. Oh, wow. And, um, well, I was going to ask how long you've been homeschooling, but you sort of answered that one already since first grade. So um, why did you choose to homeschool? Well, we actually moved from Seattle to Savannah um, about almost three years ago now. And when we lived in Seattle, I didn't particularly like the public school that she was going to be going to. So I started thinking about homeschooling. At the time, she was in a Montessori preschool, which I loved. And they kept her in there for, for kindergarten. But when we moved, we kind of moved in the middle of the school year. She'd never been to school before. And I loved the idea of homeschooling because I loved the idea of being able to tailor her education to what she needed and her strengths and her weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought, well, you know, what better time is there to try than right now? Because it's not an ideal time for her to start school anyway while we're in the middle of moving. So we gave it a shot and she and I both love it and it just works out perfectly for us. Awesome. Um, so it, we love it. My son, I really want to homeschool him. My son has uh, severe speech apraxia. And so he has been doing speech therapy five days a week at school. Wow. Yeah, my, my son also has apraxia of speech, and he went to um, a, a speech. that The only school he's ever been to was the speech therapy preschool that he went to. Yeah, when we moved, he had an IEP, and I was just hoping that we would get through preschool and he'd be ready. And when every year when we go into the IEP and they're still offering him four or five days a week of speech... I can't, I just feel like I can't turn that down, but I also mm-hmm. feel like that I cannot, I can't drive him back and forth to speech pretty much every day of the week and also school both of them effectively. So it just seems like it's better for right now to let him go ahead and go to school and get the speech therapy. They've also are offering him special ed twice a day for 45 minutes to focus on his reading because his reading is kind of behind and I think it's because of the speech. Uh-huh. Um, and so he gets one on four attention for an hour and a half with this with the special ed teacher who's great. So for right now, I think the services he gets there are better for him to go ahead and be in school, even though it's so hard for me <laughs> with me. But yeah. um, for the moment, it's better for him to be there. <laughs> I understand that completely, completely. We one of the reasons we changed charter schools was because the previous charter school we were at did not have any, did not offer any services at all, and didn't didn't seem interested in helping me. So I like spent all my time hunting down services for him, and that's hard to do. It's much easier if if you can go like one stop shopping at the school and get it all done. Exactly, and you know it. It's like. You're right. The The services, not only is it always shopping for the services, it's the driving back and forth. We have one day a week where we go to a private speech therapist, and but it's 40, 45 minutes away from us. 
Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah, between the hour and a half of driving and the half hour of sitting there, I, that's two hours just for us to mm-hmm. do speech once a week. Yep. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's really, like I said, as much as it makes me sad that he goes, come back <laughs> with me, but he needs the speech therapy. His, his articulation has gotten so much better over the last couple of years. So I'm really hoping this is the last year. The end of first grade, he'll be reading and his speech will be so much better and we'll be ready to go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so do you follow any kind of a educational philosophy, you know, like Waldorf, Montessori, anything like that? I kind of started off classical with mm-hmm. well-trained mind kind of thing. Um, and Everybody then- says that. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> such a popular <laughs> philosophy these days. <laughs> Well, I think her book, I mean, she really does kind of lay it out for she you. She does. So if you're starting, it's kind of nice to have that. Oh, yeah. Point, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do this for this many minutes and, you know, and then you get into it and you kind of start adjusting things and making your own thing, but... When you don't know what you're doing, it's kind of nice for someone to tell you, go do this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Completely agree so, with that. Yeah. And then we've kind of morphed, I think, a little bit more Charlotte Mason. My mm-hmm. daughter definitely has, like, trouble paying attention for long periods of time and um, and loves outdoors and nature. And we both just love books and reading. So so the Charlotte Mason seems to kind of fit us now. But I wouldn't say we're strictly oh, yeah. Charlotte Mason either. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, there's so much about Charlotte Mason education that really appeals to me. I've just been going, as I'm planning for the new school year, I'm going through Charlotte Mason notes again going, oh yeah, I need to try to do that more. And <laughs> yeah, the the nature walks, I'm horrible at getting my kids out into nature and I really want to change that. So, cause I, I really, agree. I think I, it's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same way. And, and I know they both love it when we actually manage yeah. to do it. So. Oh, yeah. Attitudes change like you wouldn't believe, too. I mean, just getting outside in fresh air changes their attitudes, but definitely going out somewhere natural. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have to actually drive to get someplace natural, so <laughs> smack oh. in the middle of the suburbs here. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we when we moved to Savannah area, we actually moved to a house that has two acres, and like the back part of our um, property is all woods. Oh, nice. And then we have a church right next to us, and right behind that church, they have a huge wooded area, too, that's kind of got a walk, like a path through it that's like a loop. And uh-huh. so we've got lots of wooded areas we can just walk to. It's really nice. Oh, that is so nice. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and having moved from Seattle, which is, you know, that whole very, we were right. in total suburban area there. Yeah. It's it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I would love that, but that's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> but we are, what, an hour and a half from Yosemite? Two hours, yes. maybe? Hour and yeah. a half? Somewhere around there. Depending on traffic. <laughs> and who's I just, just got to get in my car and drive there. Right. And we, we actually do have natural areas closer, too. Before we lived in Seattle, we lived in Orange County. and Oh, yeah. So I've been to Yosemite a few times. I love Yosemite. It's so awesome. It is. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. I Would you believe I still have never taken my kids there? I'm horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, have you taken yours? Um, To Yosemite? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. See, you're a better mom than me. <laughs> I haven't taken them lately. I mean, I think Jack was still a sling baby when I took him. So it's been a while. Yeah, I haven't even done that. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's on my list of things to do this year. Yeah, we'll see if I get to it. <laughs> so um, in your uh, planning uh, um, for your year and um, that sort of thing, do you use any kind of a planner or any kind of a plan? Well, I think I kind of follow just sort of the next lesson in whatever particular curriculum yeah. I'm using for that. Yeah. And, and we kind of, 
I try, I used to try to say, oh, I'm going to make sure I get one lesson in from this every day. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I started figuring out that I felt like I was pushing us too much. And sometimes it was getting frustrating for her and for me. So yeah. I've started, kind of started doing that whole Charlotte Mason philosophy of short lessons and right. just doing as much as we can fit in. So I'm more of a write it down after we've done it kind of planner. Yeah. Than mm-hmm. not necessarily a daily planner like I kind of try to follow somewhat of a loose schedule during the day uh-huh. but uh otherwise yeah it's more of a okay this is what we did today and yeah. I make a note of it I used to try to use one of those online planners I can't remember which one it was like homeschool sked track or something like that oh uh-huh. and I-, I found I was terrible at logging in and doing it even though my computer <laughs> seems to always be with me and I thought oh this will be so easy but it's like by the time I would actually go into the website to type everything in, I was like weeks behind and I had no idea nope. what we were doing. So I just started printing out a blank weekly schedule and I just jot notes for everything that we've done. And I find that works so much better for me to keep track of what we've done and what's next. Yeah, then you don't feel guilty about as the as the list of things you should be doing is piling up and you're getting behind and more behind. <laughs> That's yeah. what exactly, I found. <laughs> because I kind of feel like if we can stick with what what is working for her and going at the pace that's not frustrating her, then it's just so much more effective than me trying to squeeze it into an artificial timeline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really hard. I struggle with that all the time. I have found that I was able to do math this last year. I was able to schedule the math a little bit better. So I'm going to see if I can do more scheduling this year. We'll see. I probably won't be able to do very strictly. (laughs) I have a, a new saying in my life. I prefer Todd list to do list. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that? I just made it up. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. That's perfect. <laughs> that, that does sound exactly like what I do for school. My to do list. <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like when we write it down after we've done it, then we're saying ta-da, you know, and it's like, yeah. that's way less stressful than this is what I must, this is my to do for today. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that's perfect. I like that. that <laughs> yes. That's what we do. <laughs> and and I felt like with math in particular, because math's not my daughter's, tri- you know, strongest subject. And so when I was trying to kind of keep pushing us forward and keep pushing us forward, it seemed like math ended in tears way too yeah. often. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I kind of felt like if we slowed it down and made sure she was really getting it and was confident in what she was doing, mm-hmm. that it, it seems to be working so much better, even though I'm probably, quote, behind. Oh, and- I know. <laughs> I know my daughter's a whole the the grade math that she's working out of is a is a grade behind where where the public's well I don't know if it's really because it's a homeschool curriculum home math mammoth so I don't know if this is really where the public schoolers would be or not but whatever their curriculum says she's doing sixth grade math and she's going into seventh grade but I'm okay with that yeah <laughs> it's really it's yeah it's it's complicated enough as it is and she's she has enough frustration with that level i don't really want to keep pushing her harder mm-hmm. i kind of feel like if i keep pushing ahead she might go ahead but i don't think that she'll have the strength of of the knowledge that she had that she needs to have to really do the future math better if yeah. that makes sense. so i feel like if i if i slow down and make sure she really has right. this foundation done well that the math in the future will hopefully pick up a little bit more speed because she'll know better what she's doing than if I sure. keep pushing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I agree. <laughs> Are you involved with any local homeschool groups? Yes. Um, I was teaching at a co-op um, that we have in our area. And this next year, we are actually going to participate in a bigger, it's not, it's not even so much a co-op. They call it the 
Eclectic Academy of Learning, and it's actually kind of a drop-off for a few hours. And huh. uh, oh, yeah, I know. I, my son will be in school, and my daughter will be there for a couple hours once a week, and I don't know what I'll do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I just, uh, this, this is the first year we'll be doing it, but I've met the teachers who are involved and they just are so awesome and they do skits and festivals this next year. They're doing the middle ages. So they're going to have a medieval festival and a Renaissance festival and a Shakespeare play. And, um, it's just, it, it sounds like there's going to be so many things that, that they're going to do that we don't, you can't do very well. When right. You're not right. in a group. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I'm, we're looking forward to it. She's really excited about it because she's done a couple of drama camps lately and she's kind of, she's excited about getting to do that kind of stuff. So, um, so yeah, this will be our first time doing that. And then the co-op, I'm still going to do a, a kind of a kids club class is what we're calling it. And that's going to be kind of the, the things that you never really get to do. So we'll do have like a chess class and a <laughs> class and a cooking class and just single classes on things that it would be kind of fun to do but also useful to learn oh, but yeah. you know, the whole class with so that'd be cool do origami too <laughs> oh, that's a good idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used list. to have we had an origami club for a while that was really fun my my daughter's super into origami so <laughs> oh, fun. i'm definitely gonna add that to my list i like it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we know there's no such thing as a typical day for a homeschooler, but can you tell us a little bit about how homeschooling looks in your family? Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of interesting because the the good thing about my son going to school is it sort of puts some structure on our time. Um, so we have to get up to drive my son to school in the morning, and he has to be there at 7.30. Mm, which, ouch. I know. It, <laughs> I have told them so many times, for kids this young, why do they need to hear this so early? And, of course, my daughter, who doesn't have to get up, hates having to get up at 6.45 so that we can take him to school. But the good thing is we're home by about 8 after we've dropped him off. And and then we just go ahead and start school, usually pretty close to then. And then I want to make sure that I'm done by the time he gets off the bus in the afternoon, So, which is it. Um, about 2.45, because I know that once he's home, they just want to play, and I, I don't want to interrupt that. So it is kind of nice to have that sort of structure added, because I, mm-hmm. I'm not the best at adding a structure myself. So Yeah, <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> so to have those, those hours put on us is a little bit helpful. So we usually start school right away, and I, I've tried, I, I kind of try to let her choose the order of the subjects. Mm-hmm. Um and then I have certain times that we'll put on each of them. And for, like, math, I've tried to break it up into two different math sessions of about 20 minutes each. Um, so we'll have a certain time for each subject, and then I'll tell her, okay, which subject do you want to do next? And that kind of gives her a little bit of control over it, but then also we set the timer and say, okay, we're going to do math for the next 20 minutes. And then usually she'll pick something she likes better, like history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll kind of alternate the subjects back and forth like that um, and try to make sure I get breaks in there where I say, go run around the backyard for five minutes and come back yeah. in, um, make sure we get a snack break and things like that. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a little free form, but at the same time, we kind of have our, our loose structure there, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that makes a great deal of sense. And, and letting them pick their own subjects you know, to work on next definitely helps with the, the resistance factor. 
I feel like if I let her have a little bit of control over it, then I get, yeah, I, I definitely get less complaining about it because, well, this is what you picked next. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> sometimes I kind of have to force math in there because I think if it were up to her, she'd wait until the last minute and then she'd say, oh, Barrett's getting off the bus, so. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so sometimes if it's been a little too long, I'm like, okay, we need to at least do a math session now. <laughs> right. <laughs> But um, but otherwise, yeah, it, that that's kind of how it goes. And then my plan is that when he gets off the bus, we'll go on a nature walk. Mm. Uh, but many times by the time I'm there, I'm too tired. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's the other thing. I also, I have fibromyalgia. So, oh, um, right. So it's kind of a, um, depends on my, my energy and my pain level for the different days of how well things mm. get done sometimes. Right, so. right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so, I yeah, there are days where I'm just like, okay, we're going to get through this today. And other days I'm like, well, we can school during the summer, so we're taking today off. <laughs> <laughs> so It's nice that you can do that. Yeah. yeah. And Georgia, the only requirements I have are to do 180 days over the calendar year. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then do standardized testing every three years. So those are the only, the only state requirements in Georgia. So as long as I get my 180 days between August 15th and August 14th, <laughs> um, yeah. then I can do them whenever. So yeah, if I'm having a bad day, you know, we'll just do some, we always are doing something during the summer anyway. So it, it all works out. Very nice. Awesome. Well, I think that was all the questions. Yep. I think so. So thank you so much for joining us today, Amy. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you guys so much for the podcast. And I did want to mention, too, I really appreciated it when you guys did an episode a while back about the chronic illness and Mm. and we're, you know, trying to get through homeschool when you're not feeling well, because that there was a time where I considered whether I should go ahead and enroll my daughter in school because I was having too many bad days. Oh, sure. It was it was a challenging thing, and fortunately, my health's gotten a lot better since I thought about that. But I think it's helpful for other moms to know that that some of us are doing it, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it can so, be done. It can yes. be done, and yeah. it's okay to take a day off if you need it, and right. it's okay to sit in bed and do school if you need to. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it's okay to say, okay, we're going to have a big long reading day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or we're watching documentaries today. <laughs> exactly. You know, we're we're really into using the Netflix thing lately too. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Definitely. So. All so right. Thank you. So today we have Anna with us. Welcome, Anna. Hi. I'm so glad to be able to talk to you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and I should say we are minus Becky today, unfortunately. Uh, Becky has a vomiting jack today, so she didn't think that we would really want to hear that in the background. So, <laughs> so Anna, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your um, about your family, your children, their ages, that sort of thing, where you live? Okay, um, we live in Illinois, outside of Chicago. Um, so far out that Chicagoans don't consider us a suburb. But oh, yeah? We could still take the train into the city, the metro. So, it's... It's a great location. Um, Illinois has very homeschool-friendly laws. Very so nice. I didn't know that for sure when we moved here. Um, <laughs> I'd only heard of that. So it's been really nice. Um, we um, lived in Minnesota before we moved here. Uh-huh. So um, um, my children are almost two. 
um, just turned four and six. Oh, so little ones. oldest is entering first grade this year. Fun. Yes. Very cool. I'm actually, I was born in Evanston. My dad's from Chicago. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, although I, we only lived in Evanston for like six months, so obviously I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so let's see. So how long have you been homeschooling? I'm guessing since the little one <laughs> started. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, the older one started. <laughs> I have known that we were going to homeschool since my son was 18 months old. Ah, yes. So it's it's felt like a very long time. Right. But right. to most homeschoolers, like, oh, you're just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess officially, officially we started last year. Uh-huh. And so, because that right. last year would have been the first year he would have entered kindergarten with his peers. And so we were official then, I guess. Right, right. So you've been in the homeschool mindset for quite some time, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can relate. I started researching it before my daughter was even conceived, my oldest. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the more I read about it, the more I got excited about it, thinking I could, I'm like, I could really do this. Yeah. And my husband was like, you totally could. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good. So, so what made you decide to homeschool? What what drew you to it? Um. At first, I was reading about it because I was, I was a teacher in my former life before children, uh-huh. and I viewed it as, like, an insult to the schools, and I see oh, that yeah. it's, now that I've been in this world for so long, I understand that it's not about schools for me at all. Right. It's um, mostly because of my children and wanting to have time with them. Mm-hmm. I think that would be my biggest motivating factor that I don't... They're, they're young for so long. I don't want to give the best hours of their day over to a school system. Right, right. Yeah, and, for such a short time, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how long we'll homeschool, but for now, it's it's great. Um, so for time, having the freedom of not having our family committed to a school year mm-hmm. that may or may not work with our work schedule or my husband's work schedule and being able to see family when we want to being able to travel when we want to. Mm, yeah. So, you know, that freedom is really nice. And also I was born a teacher. I think, um, teaching comes very naturally to me. And so when I had children, it just seemed to be a natural transition to just teach my own. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. So you know, I was preschool teacher. So yeah, it just kind of, I just kind of fell in naturally with it too. Yeah, you just kind of flow with it, and it's—I find that part easy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, do you have any kind of an educational philosophy? You know, like like classical or Waldorf or Mosser or anything? Not everybody does. Yeah, not everyone does. I'd say that there's definitely components of a lot of different ones. Right. Right. That I appreciate from their educational perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that I'm more of a relaxed, eclectic yeah. homeschooler, <laughs> which I know is like a pretty common answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I can completely relate. Yeah. I know I like to pull from lots of different things. So. Absolutely. Because I, I see the benefits of different approaches. Sure. You know, so I don't think I could ever be all, I'm, I'm classical or I'm Waldorf or Montessori. <laughs> Yeah. I'm definitely not a rigid school at Homer. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm also not an unschooler either. Mm-hmm. So I like to think I have some unschooling tendencies. <laughs> and, but with young children, early childhood lends itself so well to unschooling. Oh, it sure does. And, and or child-led learning, however you want to call it. Oh, right. Um, I liked uh, somebody wrote on a blog, delight-driven learning. I like that too. <laughs> that is, that's good. Yeah. So do you use any kind of a um, a planner or anything? Or do you plan? I do plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I and as we are um, gearing up for a new school year, I find myself constantly mentally planning. Oh sure. Uh, like I kind of mapped out our theme for the whole year mentally while I was shopping at Target last night. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, I do that too. <laughs> I can multitask. Uh, yeah. But when it comes down to our day to day stuff, I tend to just either write it myself or make my own. Excel spreadsheet and color code it the way I see fit. Yeah. I'm, I am I can be kind of controlling like that. <laughs> Are you good at following it? I have a hard time following the schedule even if I make it out. <laughs> if I make it out, if I make a schedule out, I don't commit myself that I have to follow it that right. way because any teacher knows that any lesson plan doesn't always go as planned. Oh, sure. And I just... I'll stick to it to get the the gist of what I want to do the next day. Um, but if something comes up or the baby needs attention or an earlier component of the lesson went over much better than something else and the kids just want to go with it, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Very flexible, yep. Or if it doesn't work, we can skip and move on. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll figure out, if, if it's an essential skill, I'll figure out a way to adapt Sure. Make it more successful. Yeah. And come the, back later. The beauty of homeschooling is all the yeah. ability to be able to do all that adapting. Yes. And, but I did that in the classroom, too. I taught oh, middle sure. school reading. And, you know, sometimes the, the best planned lesson doesn't work. Yeah, that's true. And you've got you've to gotta adjust in the middle of the day or the middle of the hour. Oh, sure. So, so are you guys involved in any kind of uh, local homeschooling groups? We are. Um, um, nothing major. We have a local group called um, uh, Lake County House, mm-hmm. um, which stands for Home Offers Unique Schooling Experience or something like that. Uh-huh. They're a great group. We have a mom's breakfast every month, which has been my lifeline for the last three years. Oh, wow. Um, even when, before my kids were old enough to do anything, just being around other homeschooling moms was such inspiration and um, support Very you know nice. because we're choosing a path that not everyone chooses and you're not always met with um, positive interactions with oh, others sure, sure. but just that was enough to, just to keep me going and remind me that I am making a great choice for my family oh yeah um, but we also do a co-op um, two years ago a lot of us had preschoolers I shouldn't say a lot uh, we started out with four. Four of us had preschoolers the same age, and um, we started doing a co-op once a week. We got together, we took turns teaching, and um, then we went to a theme-based co-op last year, and then this year with our first graders, we are doing a, um, a loosely based on five in a row. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so that's what we do once a week. Cool. Um, so it's... It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work when it's your turn to teach. Oh, yeah. 
but it's a lot of fun too, and I, I really enjoy the interaction with the other families. Good. Um, yeah, that's what that's what we do for our, my, or that's like the big homeschool group that I'm a part of. Mm. That's awesome. So, okay, so we know that we don't really have a typical day usually. Even the most organized homeschoolers probably can't say that they have much of a typical day. But if you did, or, you know, what's your average day look like? Um, it's going to change this. Year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I know how we did it last year. Um, with kindergarten, I used, um, we would have breakfast in the morning um, I would try to get us started by 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. and um, we would start with a morning meeting and where we would talk about, like, a number of the day or a color of the day, and then we would talk about the calendar, and um, we would follow, like, some of the suggestions that we use the Saxon kindergarten math, and that's a, it starts with a morning meeting every morning, and then it just goes to a hands-on lesson. Uh-huh. And- really liked that because it was really applicable towards both my three-year-old and my kindergartner. So oh, yeah. it was something I could do with both of them, and it kind of just got us going every morning. Um, so we would do that, and it's a short lesson, and it's all hands-on. There's no worksheets, and it was fantastic. And then we would move to work boxes, and i do like a loose interpretation of Sue something. She's the one who started the oh, work yeah. box system. I don't remember her name either, but I know who you mean. <laughs> yes. Um, I do a loose interpretation of that. Um, and it just, once I started doing that, we were getting so much more work done. And they were doing more work on their own. Very cool. Which are like two huge goals for any homeschooling mom. Yeah. <laughs> how much did we get done and how much can they do on their own? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially when they're so little. Yeah, and especially without whining because they could see what had to be done each day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they got to work with me and sometimes they didn't. And sometimes they got to work, you know, do something completely fun on their own. Mm-hmm. Or I would throw in a new sticker book and they would get to do that. You know, they they got to see some really cute things and or some fun things in there as well. Yeah. So that I plan on doing that again this fall, but I'm not doing... Well, obviously, I won't be doing sex and kindergarten math again. <laughs> but I'm all, I think I'm going to completely change up our math curriculum. So i got to figure out how I'm going to do this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which has been my mental battle for, you know, the last month as I start to think back to school already. Yeah. We do that for a couple hours. Um, they each have eight work boxes to get through um, mm-hmm. because they're really young. So I don't see any more than that. Some of them are hands-on. Some of them are like an actual structured lesson that they do with me. Some of them are like listen to a a book on CD, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then we break for lunch. And last year we lived close enough to my husband's work that he came home for lunch every day. So that was kind of like a big deal. Uh, We moved middle of the school year this year. So now he's like got twice as far of a commute. So we see him once a week though still. So that's nice. Mm -hmm. Um, but my youngest one still nap, thank God. <laughs> so I know that I, if my my oldest son needs help, I know that we will have a couple hours every afternoon where just he and I can do stuff. Uh-huh. And that's usually when we read stories or we will play games or we um, learn about something or we do a science experiment, stuff like that. Uh-huh. And that's that's kind of what we do. Uh, and we don't do it every day of the week. Um, they're young. I don't feel the need to um, 
beat them over the head with academics. Yeah. So, um, I'm really flexible at that. I understand that they need time to play and to be read to and to play with each other. Sure. So, I, I, I honor that need in their childhood a lot, too. Oh, sure. Well, play is their work at this age. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Especially my four-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I even think even older kids need time for play. I, just, I think as they get older, our society seems to think that they should be grown up and not playing anymore at a certain age. I'm like, no, I want them to keep playing. <laughs> yeah, I do. And absolutely. And I'm kind of picky in what I let them play with, too. Like, we have a no video games during the week uh-huh. type rule. Um, I, I will let them play on my iPod <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when I need a break. Right. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, love I, try technology. Make, I try to make that the exception rather than a daily rule. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever works, that's what I say. Yes. We get enough mommy guilt all the time just on ourselves. We don't need to think about that too much. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> whatever like, works. What else can I have guilty? I know, right? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much, Anna. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to I was going to say talk with us, but it's just me (laughs) to talk with me today. Well, us, because other people will be listening later. (laughs) Very cool. Thank you. Thank you. So we hope you enjoyed our last day in the life interviews. Um, We'll see about planning some more of them in the new year. If you're interested in being interviewed for the show, please feel free to contact us at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com and put Day in the Life interview in the subject. As you can see, we're very nice and it's really easy to do. We don't ask you any really super tough questions, no quadratic equations or anything. So, And we'd love to have some more of them. Obviously, you guys like listening to them and we like doing them. It's a lot of fun to hear how other people do things. So while you're at the site checking out our show notes, please do us a great big favor and click on the banner at the top of the screen that says take the pod track survey. It's right under the header graphic and you can take our brief survey. This helps us gather information for potential sponsors. We really appreciate it. Yes. So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. You can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms, on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool, and on Instagram, we are Savvy Homeschool Moms. And to drop us a line with your questions or comments, email us at moms at savvyhomeschoolmoms.com. Or if you have a microphone, you can leave us a voicemail on our site by clicking on the new Send Voicemail button on the right side of any page on our website. For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com and the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our about pages. Well, goodbye everybody. Have a great week and come back and take a break with us again next time. Yep, goodbye. Bye. And um, I had been meaning to listen to it forever, so I finally dug it, dug that up again, stumbled across it and dug that up again, and um, that makes sense. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you stumble across something if you dug it up. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Well, I guess try that again. <laughs> you dig it up, and then you forget it's there, and then you walk and fall over yeah, it. I don't know. <laughs> Let me try that again. My kids are not really big on library books. Uh, wait. Rephrase that. I meant trips, not books. (laughs) (laughs) Let me try that again. Take two.